hard as ever, I can tell you that. <laughs> Putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, I don't get a day break, they ain't cold. Ain't no good! He missed, he missed it. it! He missed it! Drop it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Soda City Sit-Down. We are the undisputed best Gamecock podcast, and we are also the undisputed most slack Gamecock <laughs> podcast, uh, because we have had so much going on as a group. This is pretty much the first real podcast that we've done during football season. I've had a couple preseason stuff, uh, but... Um, it's just been a lot going on for everybody. I don't know what the rest of y'all's excuses are. Um, I had a child since the last podcast, so look, we're I all mean, just lazy. I feel Let's like be that's honest. Pretty fair. I yeah, y'all are lazy. Have a child. I child. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devin is an absentee father to um, the child that I consider my firstborn. Um, it, it, maybe some some long term listeners might have gotten that joke. Uh, other listeners, new listeners, might think that uh, we're just a really weird group. Um, let's be honest we are but i think i think a big reason why we haven't recorded more is just there hasn't been a whole lot of like really big excitement around the season like after the first couple weeks no um yeah i mean i I think uh to save time from doing like a a full like mid-season breakdown uh, i think really just the best way to describe the season so far um, is is basically just as expected. Um, I, I think that realistically, I mean, maybe going into the season, uh, if you're looking at when like we first, like when we last recorded a podcast, I would consider maybe Kentucky a toss-up game. Um, and you know, I think we would probably realistically say that we would lose to Georgia, we would lose to Arkansas, and we would, of course, beat Georgia State. Yeah, I mean, until this week, Charlotte, like, we beat SEC all State. of the expected results happened. Okay, yes, but did we yes. think the and Georgia score was going to be that? Okay, bad? well, that was a depressing score, so then we didn't want to uh, talk about uh, it. Maybe is it bad to say I did? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the last time we looked good against a defending national champion was 2010 versus Alabama, and I just did not see that trend reversing anytime soon. Um, I mean, the last time what we we played a defending national champion in 2020, we had a guy on this podcast that said uh, he was an LSU beat writer. He said that we were going to absolutely clap the Tigers, and it was quite the opposite. So <laughs> I just am bad. not going to get up for. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to in any way get excited for playing a defending champion until like maybe we can beat Missouri or something like that. So I think that, uh, uh, <laughs> that that LSU game absolutely crushed me. Most crushing. Uh, yeah, that that broke me. Memory. I, no, I, that's not I, I true. was very, I was uh, I was like probably one of the last holdouts, maybe in the entire fan base of like maybe Muschamp can turn it around for whatever reason. That man had a hold on me, um, and that game was like it was like the snap, like the the glass shattered in the background, and I mean like it really just broke my entire spirit. And hey, we're talking while. about positive things now. Let's let's move on from this. That's true. That's true. I mean, we just. We just beat Kentucky. Uh, granted, I, I feel a little dirty celebrating it in all of its glory. I don't. Uh, because I, I, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yes, Kentucky didn't have a Levis there. You know, consensus first overall draft oh pick quarterback. Most overrated. Uh, we are <laughs> still beating them even if they have Levis. 
They're you know, yeah, but and, and so bad. And their D line is yeah. so bad. And, and you can go and you can say they don't have this guy, but I think at the same time, maybe it does balance out when you look at everybody that South Carolina is missing, especially on the defense. Um, I mean, we, we are we are very depleted on that side of the ball, um, and uh, and maybe that balanced out. But regardless, I mean, no matter what, on paper we went on the road in the SEC to Lexington, Kentucky, and beat the number 13 team in the country. Um, and so, I mean, that has gotten us uh, First win from Shane Beamer bo- of an SEC team on the road. First win of Shane Beamer yes. against a ranked uh, team. Like, those are all really big deals. I don't care who their quarterback yes. was. Yes, yes. And, and, and you know, and that should be celebrated. Like I said, I, maybe I just feel a little bit dirty. No matter what the situation is, I'm always hyped to be Kentucky, especially this year um, after the comments that their uh, oh, their fraud yeah. coach made at SEC Media Days. Um, I, I don't really think we need to it, remind anybody this week uh, what those comments were. I think just about everybody has seen it. Everybody has probably watched the video in the post-game locker room about 100 times, and, uh, and we're all aware, you know, about the culture and climate and all of that. Um but yeah, I mean, just it's definitely one to celebrate. Any win is, uh, I think, getting four wins. You know, getting getting two thirds of the way to bowl eligibility halfway through the season is always pretty good. Um, so I mean, definitely lots to celebrate for sure. It just, I don't know. I, I want to beat. I want to beat a ranked team at full strength uh, to really celebrate and really feel like really good. So you're saying we're going to beat Tennessee and Clemson? <laughs> um, I mean, without a doubt, right? <laughs> for sure. But like. I mean, we could not have had a better start to the game. Literally, the first play, well, fumble recovered on their two-yard no, line. No, we could have. Uh, I guess we yeah, could, could have, have returned it. Big boy could have gotten it. Yeah, big boy could have gotten it. We all basically in. couldn't have had a better start, especially considering the struggles <laughs> that this team has had in the first half. That was huge, and we scored yes. on the first play of the game, the second play of the game. Well, the first play on offense. Yeah, yeah. and. We didn't score a single point in the first half after that. That's how much we struggled this year. It's like even with that momentum, yes. crushing their entire stadium's hopes on the first two plays of the game, we could not score a single point in the first half after that. Like that, <laughs> no, that is sad. Let's not say. Let's not necessarily say that we crushed their entire stadium's hopes. Okay, that was on the punt block right <laughs> after that. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, the, the first half, it definitely, I mean, that was absolutely hype. I mean, it, it was it was definitely, you could, literally, like you said, could not have started the game a better way. Uh, after that, for the next 28 minutes of gameplay, uh, or I'm sorry, 29 and a half minutes of gameplay, uh, it was just a consistent barrage of really both teams shooting themselves in the foot, yeah. uh, but especially us. Uh, it was, so it was definitely, like I said, very frustrating. I mean... Um, because I mean, you look at, they have, I, I, I think in the group chat, we were talking about it. I mean, how did we have uh, a fumble that we, that we basically recovered at the two yard line? Um, we had uh, a block punt and they had a missed field goal and we went to the half tied seven to seven. I mean, I think our like average starting position for the first half was, it had to be on their side of the field, right? Like, I mean, I, I, when you average in that we started a drive on the two yard line and then another one on like their 35 yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we definitely, probably for the game, our average starting position was in their, you know, in their side of the field. Um, it, it was probably pretty tough to average that out um, throughout the rest of the time. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not good at math or averages or anything like that, but it, it was definitely pretty close to midfield at the Yeah, the, least the first half on, offense was just very disappointing. And, and then the defense, on the other hand, was incredible. Defense and special teams were just played amazing the whole, the whole game. But, yeah, I, I mean, then the second half we kind of go into this typical thing that we've been having this year where we just play horribly in the first half and then something happens in the locker room at halftime and we come out and we're a completely different team in the second half. I don't know what the heck is going yeah. on with that. But it, it, we've seen it consistently this entire year, and we came out. We've seen it really, I think, consistently over Beamer's tenure in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't remember even, much last year being this. Well, this even drastic. if you go back, well, you go back to like last year, and I mean, look look at the game in Knoxville last year. If we want to even bring that game out of our memory, you know, we got down in a twenty-eight to zero hole, and like the rest of the game was pretty evenly competed. Now. Tennessee might not be calling the same kind of plays they would be calling if it was, you know, yeah. a, a tie ball game or anything like that. But I, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of times where that has been a case. I mean, I wouldn't really compare those games once once you're getting blown out and teams start playing prevent. That's not exactly a fair comparison. But, for ex- that's for example, like, um, like SC State and, like, these other, like, bad teams that we, we, we can't score more than, like, 14 in the first half against. But then we'll score fifty and then we total. Score fifty, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't we just play well in the first half, and then we could have played our second string like the yeah. whole second. <laughs> Anyways, so but oh no, I, I completely agree there. It's definitely something going on, and Spencer Rattler played completely different, and and particularly Marcus Satterfield called a completely different game in the second half. I have to give him a lot of credit. Like we shit on him yeah. a lot. But, like, he called a very good game in the second half. We'll give him credit. I wouldn't say we give him a lot of credit. Well, but we'll give him credit for the second half. I mean, like, that reverse play, uh, play call, and uh, there was, like, the one last other touchdown, really good one. The last touchdown I, I am pretty certain was probably the best play call he has had at the University of South Carolina. Uh, save maybe some of the long touchdown passes that happened in the UNC game last year. Uh, but I, I still think probably that one was just just the way that it came out. I mean, it, the second that the reverse happened, you could see all the blockers just line into place. And you knew it was going to be at least a first down, uh, which, you know, at the end of the day is all I want. I mean, I want first downs, first downs, first downs. And then, you know, Brooks just did his thing and, and turned that first down into a touchdown on his own. Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, called a really good game. Rattler played probably the best in the second that he's played in the second half i don't know we just we looked like a real offense in the second half which is really what i'm trying to say against a non uh, we looked like an offense yeah yeah exactly which is something <laughs> I mean, for us so yeah I, I, like we were actually having consistent drives you know 70 plus yard drives being able to just move the ball consistently yeah. and that was just so, something that was really good to be able to see and something that we're going to need to be able to do consistently moving forward as the schedule gets more difficult. For sure. And we're going to have to do it in both halves. Uh, not just the second half team yeah. uh, with the remaining of the schedule, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, for anybody else, did it kind of feel like just the way that, especially the last two games, regardless of the competition, uh, it was it just kind of felt like, man, if we can just, if we can get to the half at least tied, I feel really good about this ball game. Did anyone else kind of feel like that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I feel like that every every time this whole year now. It's like, all right, yeah. if we can go into halftime, t- 
tied, I feel like we've got a, a, a great shot no matter who we're going up against. Yeah, and it probably helped, you know, that, you know, we especially we got the bots out of the half. Um, but, it, you know, it, the first half was still so frustrating. I mean, even with that kind of thought in the back of my mind, I don't know if I've ever, I, I, like I said, I don't know if anybody has ever been more pissed at halftime um, as a fan of an unranked team on the road in conference play against a top 15 team in the country. Uh, because I was I was pissed. I was livid, really, uh, at, at everything that I'd seen, <laughs> disgusted um, in the first half. Um, but you know what? I mean, we're sitting here now, and it's it's all fun and games, all, all, all fine and dandy. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we got the win. That's all that matters. And, you know, we're, we're moving on as a 4-2 and two team now. I don't know if Devin has any thoughts he'd like to, to say about it, but. No, y'all, y'all covered it. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> Devin's you, like, I watched it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, y'all are sunshine pumping a little bit, I think. But uh, that no, game I mean, was I, not. We I play. We come out and play. Base. We come out and play like how we played against Kentucky in the first half at all. We are not beating Texas A&M. We are not beating Florida. We are not mm, beating no. fucking. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. I, I like. The defense was good, you know, that whole bend-don't-break mentality, but, like, the rush defense really still gave up a ton of yards, and secondary so, okay, good, but, like, what? Okay, so you say that. You say that the rush defense gave up a ton of yards. Let's just let's basically say it as it really is. Uh, you know, take away the sunshine pumping. Kentucky was mostly a one-dimensional offense on, on Saturday night. Now, if you look at the stats, they gave up – more passing yards than they gave up rushing yards. But I think a lot of that was we were stacking the box, and it was like, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us through the air. So the few completions they did have generally went for a good chunk of yardage. Um, I'm good with that. And that's just because yeah. of how – yeah. But, you know, that being said, we gave up 121 yards rushing, um, which I think if you're if you're talking about generally a team that was basically going one-dimensional – I don't think that's horrible. Um, and and the other thing that I, I really thought, and and, and I, I've said multiple times, I'm not a big X's and O's guys. I, I'm not, I might not be the best mind at breaking down, you know, film or anything like that. But just from my personal eye test, what I saw Saturday night was there was a, there was a lot of times where we, um, where we, you know, got to the ball handler at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, uh, or, or, you know, and, and it was two, three-yard plays most of the time. I mean, like 75, 80% of the time. Now, Rodriguez is a fantastic back in his own right, and he had a lot of plays that, you know, he'd bust wide open, and it would be, you know, maybe like a 10, 15-yard play. But I think we contained that and, and like I said, for the most part, kept those short yardage plays. And I would much rather see two, three two, three-yard plays, maybe have it throw in, you know, a, a big explosive play. I'd much rather see that than just watching, you know, a 60-minute football game of four, five, six-yard runs, play after play after play, which is what we've seen a lot of times out of this defense. Um, that's just the I mean, I, I think a lot of saying, that that I... happened was that we f- – our offensive and defensive lines finally had a game where they stepped up and looked like – they were better than the other team, which oh, for South absolutely. Carolina, we don't see that very often. Like even when we play 
down and like lower competition. Like for Georgia State, for example, we did not dominate Georgia State in the trenches at all. In fact, it was much more of the opposite. And yeah, and I, and I think that uh, I know that Kentucky's offensive and defensive lines are not good this year. But the fact that we no. were still able to take advantage of that, I think that says a lot because we have not been good at taking advantage of that. Well, so here's the thing, Tyler. You mentioned you mentioned the rushing totals, and I don't think that's fair because take away those like what eight total, nine total tackles for loss, like they ran a good bit. And then yes, I will say our D line was much improved from where it's been because going into this game, I think we ranked 120th or 113th, one of those in in rushing defense. And the rushing defense wasn't perfect, but it doesn't matter because our our secondary was really good against a you know, freshman quarterback, albeit, but they played really well. Darius Rush and Spalding played incredible. Uh, you know, I didn't even the see last Cam. Pick by Spalding that was, was fantastic. Insane. That was an insane pick. Yeah. So good. I didn't see Cam Smith, so I'm assuming that means he played well. Um, <laughs> I saw no, him a couple I, times. He didn't look. Yeah. Anyways. Um, the I mean, there wasn't any PIs. I'll, <laughs> was true, yeah. I'll say the pass rush was incredible. As far as Rattler, like outside of that Georgia game, that first half was some of the worst uh, quarterback. First half was really bad. Him. Uh, I will say Satterfield yeah. called a really nice game. Even in the first half, I know we were still like picking on Satterfield, but I don't think he was really the issue mostly in the first half. Um, I'll say that that play call to throw the ball right after the. Uh, blocked punt was mind-boggling when you have a guy like Marshawn Lloyd who's red hot who's averaging seven yards a carry right now that's you know unreal to me that we throw it twice and then the fumble was on Rattler he'll tell you that the pick was on Rattler he'll tell you that but you know overall yeah it was a good game but we have to get things cleaned up big time before A&M because we play. Like, I mean, we, we should have won this game thirty-five to zero. Let's be honest. Like, I don't know about thirty-five to zero, uh, yeah. but like thirty-five to seven, definitely. Thirty-five to zero. Their first touchdown shouldn't have happened. Their second touchdown was garbage time when no one cared. Like the game was over. They, like we should have destroyed this team. They they were not a good football team. Even with Levis, I don't think they're a good football team. And, and we gotta figure something out to show some <laughs> consistency to get ready for A and M. But so talking about A and M, we can go ahead and start getting into our. Second half of the season breakdown. So as it stands right now, South Carolina is a 4-2 team. We've got six games remaining. Up next, we've got home against A&M, home against Missouri, away at Vanderbilt, away at Florida, home for Tennessee, Number currently number six Tennessee. Probably about to change because they're playing Alabama this week. And then... Well, uh, who knows? That's going to change one way or another. I, I said it's going to change. But, I didn't say which way it was going to change. Um, yeah. And then away at Clemson. So those are our last six games. Uh, you know, let's just start with Tyler, our our usual sunshine pumper. What do you think we're, our record's going to be at the end of the year? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sunshine pump it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven and five. I I really am. Um, I honestly, I, I thought you would have think- gone higher. I thought you would have sunshine pumped harder. Really? Really? Okay. Um, well, uh, I guess I'm losing my touch. It's been a while. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that I, I think that this team has not shown its ceiling. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can get to our ceiling uh, with maybe some of the coaching. I mean, I, I 
we can say Satterfield called a decent game, but I just I don't. I think if this team is really firing, I think we can be a lot better than we are um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that, I mean, I, I'm thinking we can beat Missouri and Vanderbilt, um, as we've seen um, from the team so far. Um, I think I'm pretty much going to chalk up the last two games of the season as an L. Um, but I, I really think that this team, if firing, um, can sneak up and, and win against Florida or win against A&M, and we saw this team uh, kind of sneak up on a couple teams last year, like like Florida and Auburn. I don't think anyone really expected those wins, um, especially to the degree we got, especially the Florida game. Um, and so I, I think we can get something like that to happen again, um, specifically in one of those two games, and, and basically find a way to finish the season 7-5, and five, um, which I think could be really fun. And, um, and, and even though it's only a one-game improvement, I still think it's a, a massive improvement over last year just because – the schedule is still really tough this year. Yeah, I I'm kind of similar in this in a similar boat. There are a few notes I'd say. I think Texas A&M is a lot like us, where their offense is bad, their pass mm-hmm. defense is I agree good, there. and their rush defense is not great. But I think they do have a little more talent. I think it'll it's definitely going to be a hard game, regardless. Uh, I don't I wouldn't like people are chalking this up as a game like, hey, we can go out and win this game. I still think like we're probably still double digit underdogs. So we'll see there. I do think it's winnable, though. You know, Florida's not not very good, in my opinion. And I would also say be on the lookout for Mizzou and Vandy. Like, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Mizzou has a very, very stout defense. Like, they're extremely And we've good. never beaten Drinkwitz as a coach. That's true. And and then Vandy, like, they have a very, very they're underrated offense. They have a very improved offense. I don't know if you guys were watching the Ole Miss game, but Vandy... Vandy was lighting it up. Vandy was up on Ole Miss, and then they fell apart in the second half. But, like, yeah. I'm going to go a little different than you, Tyler. I think all those games are winnable. I think Tennessee and Clemson are the two that are probably L's. I think those are both playoff teams. Tennessee's, like, on the verge, maybe, of a playoff team. Their defense isn't great, but I think we're going I, to I'm not going to say. I, I don't know. Devin is predicting a higher class. record than Tyler. Again, it's, you're you're saying, this right? it's, it's, it's hopeful. But you're yeah. saying the next four games, I'm assuming, are wins, is what you're saying. I'm saying it's possible, and I think we can we can do it. Okay. I think, I mean, this, hey, team, I, I think I, this team has the potential to do it, and if Rattler can continue like progressing – if he just gets a little better in the pocket, I think this offense can actually be decent. You know, that 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 uh, play to Jalen Brooks, the touchdown to Jalen Brooks, I thought that was an absolutely beautiful play call. Not the reverse, but the other one. And if he can continue drawing stuff up like that, I think this what other one has a chance. The, You're talking the about the Jaylen Wells? Brooks. That, was, that or, was Wells. Or maybe it wasn't a touchdown. It was the, it was a throw to Jalen Brooks. But I'll have to look okay. at the video and send it to you. But... There was an absolutely beautiful play there that I thought was insane. Our wide receivers are finally starting to block. If Jaheim Bell can see the field a little more, which I know they have their reasons for keeping him off, but hell, just move him to receiver. He doesn't need to play tight end. Exactly. And uh, that's I, I, think, I think this team has the weapons. It just all has to come together. Oh, it absolutely has the weapons, so. without a doubt. At least on the offensive side of the ball. 
I, the, defense, the defense too. has the weapons. The defense does. It's just we're very injured there, um, oh, yeah. which is which is obviously concerning. And, and like I said, I'm not taking anything away from the talent on the defense. It's just that a lot of that talent is is hurt, and that's the only reason I say that. I can't I believe I've I've witnessed a day where Devin was more optimistic about the Gamecocks than Tyler was. And and that includes him basically saying we're going to beat A and M. I mean, he didn't say it, but like he kind of said it. That's for, for Devin's standards. He said that's, that's it's something. very doable. It's very doable. It's, it's certainly doable, but do we think it will happen? Eh. But that okay, being said, so I, we're going ten and two, baby. We're winning out. No, not really. Going, oh, that's, okay. no, no, we're not, we're not winning. I out. mean, if we win the next four, we might as well win the next six, right? I mean. Like, I, I think we've all kind of said it, you know, Tennessee and Clemson, those games are really hard. Like, uh, luckily we Listen, have Tennessee at home, so, you know, maybe it, something happens. When it comes or, to Tennessee, when it comes to Tennessee, it's still Tennessee, all right? And I don't necessarily think that they have necessarily beaten a great team so far this year. Uh, I think what their two biggest wins are probably. It, it, forgive me if I'm wrong. I mean, I. I mean, they beat Florida and LSU. They beat Pitt. Pitt's kind of garbage. I mean, they were ranked at the time. But... Every every team in college football is kind of garbage right now, except yeah. for like except for like four the top teams. four of the SEC <laughs> yeah. and Ohio State. <laughs> but and Michigan I mean, kind Pitt's of. kind of garbage. Um, and uh, and and and. I mean, Florida we're about to find out this week how real Florida. Tennessee is. Like. I agree, and, and and LSU, no respect for Brian Kelly, garbage, absolutely garbage. I was actually really glad to see them beat the brakes off of that team. But oh, yeah, yeah, I don't like, I don't like Brian Kelly. <laughs> Even though I, I cannot stand hearing Rocky Top, uh, which it, oh, it's all you could hear in Death Valley on Saturday, which was really unfortunate for the Tiger fans. But so my actual predictions, I. Uh, I can't predict us to beat Texas A and M just be, uh, until until that's until I've seen it happen. Fair. Um, I just, I, I definitely think we can beat them. They're banged up at quarterback too, uh, like a lot of SEC teams are. So, you know, we, we've got a chance. They've got a week to until we play them because it's, it's our bye week coming up. I'm hoping that mm-hmm. we can really scheme up and get our get our shit together to plan out for this A and M game and and really finally get our first win against them. But I can't predict it until it happens. Missouri. I mean, I, I get that for sure. Yeah, Missouri. Uh, I feel like because it's at home, I and I don't think Missouri is a particularly great team. They're definitely in the bottom, you know, five ish of the SEC. But you could argue that we're kind of in there too. Um, yeah. This whole like Drinkwitz. We're thing, bottom five. They're bottom four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like we need to figure out how to get this Drinkwitz things off our back, man. It's in terms of beating A&M or beating Drinkwitz, definitely beating Drinkwitz is a, a much more doable thing in my eyes. This Missouri team is mm-hmm. eh. they're they're not horrible. They they're they're pretty similar to us where they're just like a mediocre SEC team and we're we're all just trying to prove that we're not mediocre. But uh, until otherwise Damn, and indication. Yeah, and they, um, I think it was more of Georgia playing bad in that game than Missouri playing good, but Hey, I mean, they played way better against Georgia than we did, so. True. Um, Vanderbilt, it's Vandy. That's a dub. Oh, but so, uh, 
So <laughs> the Vandy, the team that we beat by one point at home last year, it's a dub. Right, it's official. We're going nine to nine and three. Our only loss will be to Vandy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! And that would be the most yeah. South Carolina. I, thing I would take time. it on every time. I, every time I would take that. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if I got to, if, if I had to take a Vandy loss to get a Clemson win, um, and Tennessee win, yeah, hundred percent every time. And and M win. Oh yeah. Anyway, anyways. Uh, Florida, I actually think we'll beat Florida, and here's why. I think Anthony Richardson is trash at throwing the ball, and I think that it'll be a similar situation to, like, what is Kentucky, where we're just going to stack the box, and I think that gives us a good chance to beat Florida. Uh, and then Tennessee and Clemson, I just think that those are L's. Like, I, I don't think we have a chance at stopping Tennessee's offense, and, uh, Clemson is away at Clemson, and Clemson just looks like a good team, like, DJ Ukulele looks like he figured out how to play football again. I still don't think he's like Heisman level, but he's he's like a good quarterback now. They also still have the best defense in college. Oh yeah, we're not gonna score on them. Well, we'll score like fourteen. Did you see Texas's defense this past weekend? Uh, (laughs) The the fifty nine to zero or forty nine to zero. More more of a joke, but yeah. Yeah. Was that against Oklahoma? (laughs) It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You seen Oklahoma's offense? Have you seen Brent Venables being <laughs> yeah. not a good coach? Uh, General Booty, man. That's a that's a conversation Booty. for a different podcast. Is Brent Venables oh, and then absolutely we'll maybe Dabo's they join the SEC. Maybe Dabo's better than yeah. we thought. I don't know. No, 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 See, this is why I said this is why I said a conversation for a different podcast. Venables but just true. needs all the five star talent he was getting at Clemson. Then he'll be fine. Yeah, and he can get that Oklahoma, um, but yeah. Uh, so so we've got. Oh, so my, my final was uh, seven and five. Seven and five. Okay, okay. Seven and five. Two seven and fives, um, and eight and four. And and I have a feeling that's probably uh, pretty on par somewhere in there with what what Matt and Austin would say. Um, considering Austin picked us to be eight and four in total last year at the beginning of the season, which is we'll say- so. <laughs> We'll say Mind Austin, We'll say Austin's gonna say nine and three, and Matt's gonna say six and six. <laughs> nah, Matt, no, Matt, no, Matt will say at least seven and five. Yeah, Def, Matt's definitely at least seven and five. I think uh, Matt might uh, be an Matt's eight and four. Team Sunshine pumping. I can see Matt being an eight and four. Matt, Matt's definitely going over on the Team Sunshine pumping recently. Like it's. Uh, you should have seen him during the Kentucky game. He was pissed <laughs> off the entire time. Really? I mean, yeah. so was I. Even the second half. Oh, once the second half happened, it was different. But it was, you know. Oh wait, he texted me. He said, "I said seven and five earlier this year. So far, I'm six and zero. <laughs> so he's sticking with seven and five. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah. Um, anything else we want to throw in here? Any any pointers? Any observations about the team so far this year? Changing the culture. Screw the climate. <laughs> Man, God, what? Let's just create stuff. I mean, can can Dabo start talking shit to to Beamer, like real shit talk? And so, I mean, I, I feel like Beamer is undefeated in a uh, in maybe like a revenge game type of thing, um, because obviously, what, uh, one to know what was what's another example? Uh, uh, he he had the Auburn game circled last year without a doubt. Well, um, that wasn't related to Bobo. him. Yeah, I mean Bobo. Bobo yeah, came out and just pretty pissed about the Bobo situation. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, very no, I, much I so. I agree that that's a that's a revenge game. Okay, that was a nice win. 
Also so, I mean, I guess 2-0. and So, yeah. Uh, do we think do we think Carson's going to get fired at the end of the season? Or? Oh, yeah. What do you, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I have one thing I want to add. So, Matt Rule yeah. finally got fired from the Panthers. And I'm not going to talk about the Panthers. <laughs> but you know who you are. If you think Matt Rule should be an offensive analyst for South Carolina, you have not watched a single game that the Panthers played in the entire past two and a half years. Okay, like, counterpoint, well, counterpoint. If you watched a single offensive snap of Matt Rule at his college jobs, you would want him as your head coach. Yeah, again, Matt Rule doesn't know shit about X's and O's. So, no, you want your analyst to actually know football. Matt Rule, all he does is be the college Dabo type where he's a cheerleader. And what have you that thought about his offense, though. even in college, that's good? Wait, what? I mean, he, he has some good teams, but, but basically my, my point to agree with Clayton on this is uh, why would you want the guy who – recommended Satterfield to come in and back up Satterfield as an analyst. I mean, you can't sit there and, like, you can't basically have your cake and eat it too in a way. I mean, like, you can't complain about Satterfield and then being like, well, why don't we just have Satterfield plus if you, come if in you and be to an bring analyst? bring him in as, like, I mean, a recruiter, maybe, sense. like, maybe defensive, then, then maybe we could talk about it. But for offense? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I, He's a defensive guy. Personally, personally, I my take on on Matt Rule is that uh, the whole Panthers debacle is is what sinks him. I, I just I, I don't think he comes back from it. Um, I, I mean, like obviously, college head coaching job. Oh yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying but he, he won't have another college head coaching job. Exactly. I think that's just one of those things that just takes the wind out of the sails. I think you, I think you can see it. I mean, like at least, like, I mean, even like Chip Kelly. I mean, Chip Kelly went in the NFL, failed at two teams, and he's got. I mean, it took him a while. I mean, but UCLA he's got is actually clicking. pretty good right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it took him a while, but clearly he's so got it. But even Chip Kelly's failures in San Francisco and Philly were nowhere near. This, I mean, the the failure at at Carolina. I mean, it's it's, one of the it's almost God. It's, don't it's, even, it's almost look. It, we're not talking about really, the Panthers. I don't want to get into it. But Matt Rule is <laughs> well, definitely going to Auburn or Nebraska. That it's going to be one of those. Yeah. Two. Right, Clayton, I, I would say he you, was Matt or Urban Meyer bad, but just longer longer question, tenure. Clayton. Okay. How you feel about Joe Brady? Um. <clears throat> Um, I feel like I may have hated him a little bit too much. Um, I think he is okay. I, I don't, somehow he, he was, up on our stuff. uh, he doesn't, he doesn't want to come to He doesn't want to coach college. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Asking, what if he, what if he somehow ended up on our stuff? Would that be something you'd be okay with? No, yeah. because he doesn't want to recruit. Uh, no, I would be okay with it because I think no, he, like I think he, he is a very He's good, not be an uh, like mind. These are hypotheticals. But he was extremely overhyped out after the LSU year. Like the hype around him was like, oh my god, this guy is like insane. Uh, and it he was wasn't just even right. the full coordinator for LSU. Yeah, he was game. just the passing game coordinator. And that team was, was stacked. Like, they they had what they had two a thousand yard 
uh, running backs at the same time, didn't they? And probably the second. They had uh, they had Carl uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> yes. They had Justin Jefferson. They had uh, Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase. They had um, uh, the Panthers. Uh, Terrace Marshall, uh, who was a second round draft pick. And then Joe Burrow, of course. Uh, they had. Yeah. A mean O line. Oh uh, yeah, a good O line. I forget who uh, how many of them got drafted, but and somehow an even better defense. <laughs> yeah, like that that offense was yeah. stacked. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I, the stat was they had two thousand yard running backs, two thousand yard wide receivers, and a five thousand yard quarterback, which is NFL nuts. Yeah, yeah, that, their offense was nuts. actually insane. But anyways. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> that was a side tangent at the end there, but so can we, can we, before we end, can we hop on the game cocks for one second again? Something that we haven't really brought up. Hop on the cocks. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> God, I hate all right. You. All right. I was, I was just going to say, can we, I, we touched on it a little bit. Can we talk about how insane Marshawn Lloyd has been over the last three games? Dude, yeah, he is running with so much purpose. It is so much fun to watch. Do you? He's okay, the this holes. he's making plays out of nothing. This is the guy. This is the five star you recruited. Yes, I said five star. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What was that? Yes, I said. Say it one more time, Devin. Running like a five star player. <laughs> there no, it no, is. He's, play, he's playing so well that it like this might be a a little early for this question, but do you I think he could year. be better than Marcus Lattimore? Nah, yeah, no. All right, I, I, like I said, I think it might have been a little too early. But the, now, the way now, he's playing. if he, we, we might if see. he keeps it up on a consistent level, I don't know. Maybe we can have that conversation next year. Um, because a lot of more came in out the gate running like that, and then yeah. he came back from a knee injury, and he was running like that, um, and it was like that every game, and and. I mean, and there's a lot of things that are different and all that kind of stuff, but um, I, maybe he could get to that point. Um, but but right now, I mean, it is it is really fun to watch. I know that it keeps going. Um, the uh, the I mean, uh, granted, yes, it's the competition, but when he leaped over that man, I God. I felt things that I have not felt in a long time. Um, Usually, it's us and, that's getting hurdled. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it bonk me if you will, but uh, God, that was quite a feeling, um, and uh, I, I, I let to just live in that moment forever. If only it had been against Clemson. Oh, I'd take it against anybody. I mean, good lord, that was. I mean, he just absolutely cleared that man without any kind of hesitation. Um, so pure, so smooth. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, any other? You want to hop on any more cocks? Devin, or are we uh, all good? Yeah, Darius Rush, really proud of him. Played yeah. receiver his whole career and then coming in. He looks good. Making really good plays. That's like, first game he comes back from injury. Like, come on. Guy's insane. And then Gilbert yeah. Edmond as well, who's, you know, been a backup most of his career. Coming in, he's been playing really well. I think he started, what, against Charlotte? Was that the first one? When he's been playing this whole year. I don't know when he officially became the starter, though. Whenever Strawn went out, but it, it, he's played so well. So it's finally good to see. And then yeah. we had some really good linebacker play too. Sherrod Green, like you love to see it from him. So just really proud of those guys who've stepped up. Emin Wari, huge. Oh, and I mean, if we're going to give shout-outs, what did you say? Emin Wari, 
Huge. I was about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Um, especially being a local product now, as a lot of people also like, DQ on Smith, on man. Like as a true freshman who was not highly recruited. I mean, Emin Warrior wasn't really highly recruited either. Yeah, no, like, no, the same. Um, yeah, I, I was like, who is twenty seven? Like, who the heck is him? Or who the heck is he? And like, he's actually played. <laughs> who the hell is even that? Yeah, he, he he's played relatively <laughs> well. Uh, I wouldn't say he's played amazing, but considering he's a true freshman, like. Played, played yeah, pretty DQ well. Smith has done well, and you're right about Emin Worry. But you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna give out accolades, we got to go offense too. Juice Wells and Jalen Brooks look have looked so good. Jalen Brooks is a different person this year. Oh, completely different. He wasn't even on the team. For I don't know most of the off season. I, yeah, I, they must have. Uh, who do they bring back? You know, like what is this Jalen Brooks clone? Or I don't even know if you to call it a clone. But I mean, wow. I mean, that, that especially like you said, that reverse play, uh, just that, that second touchdown. Um, or I guess third touchdown, but second touchdown in the second half. Just, I mean, different player, and it, it's really great to see. That was a player I think a lot of people thought he was going to be, um, and uh, it's just good to see it finally come to fruition. Yeah, and Juice Wells is definitely as good as advertised, which is the first time I think I've been excited about a wide receiver in a long time. I mean, Brian, yeah, was, I, mean, I, I think I, was I, that last big-time recruit we've landed. I mean, obviously, D.B. Yeah. was very good but he would he didn't have the hype around him juice wells no. we were really excited for and he's he's sh- like showed up to potential yeah yeah I, I didn't really have any any worries about him i mean he transferring out of a program like jmu really strong program jmu is and... ranked really are they they are number 25 in their first wow, first season in uh in fbs they are ranked like I said, really strong program. Uh, no real, no real surprises there. Realistically, I mean, they they do it the right way, and 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 that program at JMU, I mean, I've watched it kind of grow into what they are right now, um, and build up to this point. Just you know, being a Charleston fan and and watching them through the CAA and just what they've invested into their programs, uh, and it's clearly paying off. So, I mean, good to see for them. But. Uh, I, I think that probably wraps us up for this week, does it not? Yeah, I think we should wrap it up there. All right. Yeah, I don't want to get too long. Like I said, just wanted to kind of jump back in, get get our feet wet a little bit, uh, especially, you know, with this great win against Kentucky. Um, but uh, hopefully it won't be another two months, three months until we're back here. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to it, uh, you know, after next week, uh, maybe getting in back in, breaking down the end game, getting ready for that and, and maybe hopefully very shortly have a beating A and M podcast. You know, don't want to hold our breath too much, but uh, we'll be looking forward to it, and uh, we'll uh, get back here soon. Go Cox!